going to have our own War of the Bounty Hunters. We have chosen 32 Bounty Hunters, and until we have one left, who we can crown the official Life from Vader's Castle, uh, King or Queen of Bounty Hunters. Why is she called Death Stick as well? It's like naming yourself, it's like naming yourself as Bounty Hunters, it'd be like crack cocaine or something. Oh, God, this is a rough one. Fennec Shand versus Django Fett. Hello there, and welcome to episode 23 of Live from Vader's Castle. I'm your host, Dan McQuarrie, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, John Lee. Hello there, Dan. How's it going today? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I'm not going to go for my usual, oh, you know, glad the working day is over, although I am, but let's take a hearing that by now, so here we go. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> you enjoy, enjoyed your working day. You, you wish you were back at work, in fact. <laughs> Oh god! That's to be fair, I went to the pub at lunch, and I got a free meal on a free pint. So mm. actually, I can't complain. Nice for some. Nice for some. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, have you been up to any interesting Star Wars consumptions in the last week? Um, I, I, to be honest, no. Which is actually quite <laughs> shameful to say. Um, I got an email from the local comic shop saying that my issue of War of the Bounty Hunters was ready. Um, and I've paid for that to be delivered. So I was kind of hoping it would come today, but alas, it has not. So my Star Wars consumption was hinged on the postman today. Um, so I'll blame him for the lack of Star Wars content in my week. Sad. It's actually four, that one. Actually yes, yeah. four. So I think four came out yesterday, didn't it? I think I've read it. Yeah, yesterday was Wednesday. So yeah, it would have come out yeah. Wednesday. Uh, I yesterday, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was good. Okay, cool. Um, I've been I've been rewatching Rebels. So that's been my Star Wars consumption recently, um, which I'm enjoying because I love Rebels. I uh, I finished off listening to Tempest Runner as well, which um, which I enjoyed. My review is on our Instagram at Life from Vader's Castle. Little plug. So yeah, that's 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 about it. It's been a fairly uh, slow Star Wars week in terms of news and everything, but um, we uh, we we're gonna have a little. As a tribute to the current War of the Bounty Hunters that's going on in the comic books, we're going to have our own War of the Bounty Hunters. And by that, I mean that we have chosen 32 Bounty Hunters, not by no means all of them, you know, all of the main ones, plus some of the fun ones that have appeared in sort of TV shows, comics, etc. We've got 32 of them. They're on an elimination bracket in front of our eyes right now. And we're going to go through and we're going to, debate and discuss who wins in each fight until we have two left and until we have one left who we can crown the official live from Vader's castle uh, king or queen of bounty hunters are you excited John? Man, this should be a this should be a fun discussion I think it's going to be one of those you know where it's like to begin with it'll be quite simple I think to narrow down depending on who's versus who's but I think when we get to like the top I don't know like 10 or something against each other and it might start getting like really difficult yeah yeah, uh, I think that's when it'll get heated yeah I was just going to say that's when I think arguments will be made uh, and <laughs> this and will be thrown yeah so yeah I'm excited to see um, who, who's versus who actually I think it's going to be quite an interesting one because there could be some interesting matchups early on yeah there could be because this is all it's not I haven't seeded any of these these are all just completely random seeds so we, we could easily have Boba Fett versus Jango Fett as a first round we don't know but 
you know, they could be saving some of these big fights for the end. They could happen straight off the bat. We don't know. I have generated the um, bracket, but I haven't looked at it yet. So we're going to jump straight in and, and have a look at what we've got first. Okay. So our first scrap is the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin versus Deathstick. Now for Deathstick, if anyone needs a bit of context and background on who Deathstick is, Deathstick is a bounty hunter who's just been reintroduced in the comics during the War of the Bounty Hunter series. Um, she was in like a weird mobile game and now she's in canon. Um, I believe she's a night sister. Yes, she is. She's the daughter of a night sister. She wears like sort of this booky purple gown and she's pretty vicious to be fair. Um, she's a Zabrak. Um, she fights with like little assassin blades and I'm saying all of this, but at the end of the day, Din Djarin's winning. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what you think. Um, to be honest, I'd never heard of this woman until I saw her on uh, the list we were going to discuss. So I gave her a quick uh, Google earlier, and I must say, she does look pretty badass. Yeah, she she gives both Dengar and Valance a run for their money in the comics. Um, she is pretty badass, and as badass as she is, she's not getting past Din Djarin. I just don't think it's happening. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, why why is she called Death Stick as well? Isn't Death Stick like a, a drug? Death Sticks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's like naming yourself. It's like naming yourself on a bounty hunter to be like crack cocaine or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's Death Sticks as opposed to Death Stick singular. So I guess she's only one drug instead of multiple. <laughs> um, I think coming up, if she came up against sort of a lot of other bounty hunters, I'd be tempted to give her the win, but I just don't think she's getting past Din. Even, you know, before he got the Dark Saber, I just don't think, you know, most Mandalorians are hard to fight. But this is Din Djarin we're talking about here. So I think we can probably both agree that round one goes to Din Djarin. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, Din Djarin gave... You know, I, I'm going to give him the points because he uh, he managed to tie up Ahsoka and his little wrist ropes. Uh, mm. And I'm going to give him all the points for that purely yeah. the fact he managed He'd... to capture a Jedi for about three seconds. Yeah, he'd, he'd tie up Death Stick and one sort of lasso thing and then just behead her with the, with the uh, Darksaber. <laughs> so mm. there's round one. Okay, this next one's an interesting one. So round two, we've got our boy Embo, who we obviously know very well. Versus Moralo Eval. Now, Moralo Eval is from the Clone Wars. He was in the box episode uh, or box arc of episodes. He was the the mastermind bounty hunter who invented the box for Count Dooku. Mm -hmm. He was the sort of one who plotted the kidnapping scheme against Palpatine. And he is a Findian, which is his race with a sort of weird tall head. Honestly, I don't think we even saw him fight that much apart from when Anakin just sort of very quickly dealt with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones where I could see if he does have any fans out there, Morlo. It'd be like, oh, Morlo of prep time can kill anyone. But like one of those, you know, when people like to talk about Batman versus anyone, it'd be like that sort of. I reckon he does, if he does have any diehard fans out there, that'll be their argument. Um, but then on the other hand, you have our boy Embo. Yeah. yeah. Is just a badass, you know. Yeah. He used to go 
Yeah, the famous Cayuso bounty hunter Embo, who famously surfed on his <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah, that is literally exactly what came to mind when I was talking about Embo. I was like that episode of Clone Wars where he's like, I don't know, like snowboarding down the mountain on his hat. It's just you, you can't beat that. That's what I think. I think for that reason alone, he's got to beat um, Moralo Aval. I think. Because yeah. if they're having a snowboarding competition, Embo wins. <laughs> yeah. And if they're having a scrap to the death, I think Embo probably wins as well. Yeah, Morello looks like he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. So. <laughs> exactly. He was the guy developing the box. He didn't even fight in it, which goes to show yeah. that he hasn't, I think he has, he hasn't got he has the guts. Like, no, I think he has some like really... It's been a while since I've seen the episode, but then you have some like really like cheap tactics as well, trying to like kill the bounty hunters that are in it. Yeah, it's yeah, he's like, set loads of cheap traps, yeah. yeah he's a bit slimy, really, so... Yeah. I'm both winning this one for me. Right, okay. So that's round two has gone to the great Embo. Um, brilliant. Round three. Okay, here we've got Greedo. Greedo doesn't need much introduction. The uh, the Rodian bounty hunter who uh, Han killed by shooting first. Um, and then we have Greedo up against Sugi. Um, now Sugi, another Clone Wars era bounty hunter. She's the female Zabrak bounty hunter who helped Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka protect the farm on Felucia from Hondo. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to reflect back on that episode. She seemed pretty strong. I quite liked her to be fair. Mm, yeah. I thought she was quite good and I'm going to be honest, Greedo is a little bitch. So, um, I mean, obviously it depends which, um, like, release of, you know, A New Hope you watch. But I think in the latest one George Lucas did, Greedo, like, he, he timed it so like Han and Greedo shot at the same time and Greedo just misses from literally like a yard away on hand solo just like it's just awful CGI in there as well but like he just like hits the wall behind hand solo and that's why he dies so <laughs> on that point alone Greedo is a little bitch and would not win against anyone I don't care who he came up against to be honest I have to agree with you I think Greedo is iconic because he's Greedo but when you actually look at his his prowess as a bounty hunter <laughs> I think he's getting clowned here by Sugi, to be honest. Zabrax are tough as well. We know Zabrax are tough. She's been in quite a few episodes of The Clone Wars, and I, as far as I remember, has been pretty tough in all of them. So, I mean, if you're willing to, I'm quite happy to give this this third round to, to Sugi here. Yeah, I mean, Zabrax are literally like born warriors, you know. They are fierce, fierce mm-hmm. warriors. And then yeah, up against Greedo, no, that, there's no way he's winning that. Yeah. He'd get laughed, laughed at, I think, by uh, Suki. She, she wouldn't even bother fighting him. Take one shot, mess, and then she'd throw her knife straight to yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it would go, in my opinion. Right, okay. Well, that's sorted. On to round four. Okay, this one we have sort of a, a slightly less no, lesser known bounty hunter here. We have Axe Tagrin, who I'll have to do the speaking for this one. He He's a, a character from Resistance, the <laughs> not that commonly watched animated uh, series he's a iktochi bounty hunter that is his species he basically has two big sort of like minotaur horns coming off his head um he's pretty ripped like he's huge he's sort of like this big tough guy that they run away from a lot during resistance um and he is pretty strong um his name is 
axe tagrin, but <laughs> it's sort of meant to be a pun on like axe to grind. <laughs> oh, yeah, axe to grind. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, I think he's strong. However, okay. he's going up against four lob or four LOM, as he's been called recently in the comics. Um, and four LOM being the. Um, droid bounty hunter who was part of the original empire strikes back lineup him and zuckus famously good buddies but if you've seen him in any of the recent he's had a bit of a renaissance in the recent comics and i wouldn't mess with Fallon. i'm gonna be honest i think he's a he's a tough droid um i mean yeah i haven't seen resistance so i'm not really sure about anything of uh axe to grind um or what his prowess is uh Fallon, you know, being a member of that original lineup from uh, what's a, Jesus Christ, uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> um, being, you know, part of that lineup, I feel like you have to give him credit for just just be, being called up. You know, he's, he's made the cut. He, he's not on the subs bench. He's made the, the final starting six for Darth Vader. So I feel like if you get summoned by Darth Vader to be like one of your six bounty hunters to complete a task, you're clearly like, Badass. Yeah. So he's tough. And also droids, droids are a tricky one because they can just sort of keep on going. Like you can shoot a leg off a droid and they'll just keep on going. Um and there's no there's no heart there, you know. For for Lon's just gonna you know, if there's civilians in the way, he'll blow them up. Maybe Axe Tagrin's a bit ruthless, but I feel like you know he might have his limits. So I think um I, I reckon Forlon takes this as well. Yeah, give give full on the credit. If he's yeah. worthy enough for Darth Vader, is worthy enough for me. <clears throat> okay, round five. We have uh, Dengar, who doesn't need huge introduction. He's He's been a, a goat since day one, an original bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back. Had a bit of a bit of an appearance in the Clone Wars as well. Everyone knows Dengar. Everyone loves and hates Dengar. It doesn't need much of an introduction. And the bounty hunter he's going up against is a bounty hunter called Nakano Lash, who this is a very niche one, but I was just sort of recently skipping over the um, 2020 bounty hunters comic book series. And um, Nakano Lash was a big part of that. And she's a Nautilan, which is the same species as Kit Fisto. Um, And in the comic book series, she has a pretty big scrap with Boba Fett, which is why I sort of thought, Let's add her on the list. Um, she has a fight with Boba Fett. She basically kind of loses, but then escapes with her life. Um, I think at the end of the day, Boba Fett was probably about to kill her if it wasn't for another character sort of rescuing her. Um, so as strong as I think Nakano Lash might be, I'm not sure whether whether um, she's taken Dengar. I mean, have you ever had a chance to look at a picture? Have you associated yourself somewhat with with this bounty hunter? Yeah, I'm literally just looking at a picture of her now, actually. Um, she's got a pretty badass eye patch. I like the eye patch, yeah, yeah. Eye patch adds points, I will say that. <laughs> um, but I think Dengar takes it, surely just because he's Dengar, you know. You don't get to be one of the most famous bounty hunters in the galaxy without earning yourself some credit, so... Yeah, I'm, that is I'm, tough because I do like this character. She seems really interesting, actually. I'm, I'm trying to remember it if, read. if the two of them have ever come up up again because I know Dengar's in the Bounty Hunter series, but I don't think he appears until after this character's been dealt with. 
if my memory serves me correctly. So I don't think the two of them have fought. I don't even think Dengar is <laughs> actually particularly tough. He's just, I think the thing that Dengar has going for himself is he's just a bit of a, what's the word? Like he's a bit of a rat. He'll just sort of use the most dodgy, <laughs> downright dirty tactics to win his fights. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, I mean, I feel like this is more, this is the, probably a tough one that I have because I feel like they're just equally as like average. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we should we give it to Dengar? Yeah, purely because I think he'll use a few dirty tactics to to win it. Yeah, I agree. And he'll use his British accent to scare her into submission. Yeah, that does always work. <laughs> oh, this is a this is a tricky tricky one. Next, I've just spotted. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? We have round six. Ig eighty eight versus Fennec Shand. Oh. Oh, so this is the original IG-88 um, from Empire Strikes Back and from that era versus Fennec Shand, the new bounty hunter that we've met in uh, The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. What are you thinking at the moment? Give me your thoughts. I felt this is, this is a tough lineup. This is a tough, tough fight. So I think, especially after, I know they're technically not the same person, but seeing... IG eleven, you know, in the first episode of Mandalorian, we were talking about last week, and just seeing like how proficient he was. So then, just imagine how how good IG eighty eight would have been in his prime. But then again, Phoenix Shan went toast to Cat Bane. You yeah, know, had him on the ropes for like yeah. a good while. Like she, she, I don't, you know, she put up a good fight in that. Like, this is tough. It is. I it is like, tough. Yeah. I feel like my heart is swaying, Phoenix Shan. You know what? I was going to say, I was going to go the same way as well. The thing that IG88 has for him is in a comic, he recently did go toe to toe with Darth Vader. Um, and he had Darth Vader on the ropes for about 30 seconds. And then Darth Vader absolutely destroyed the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, he's an IG droid. So he just sort of, you know, gets back up and puts him back together. And IG88 is known in sort of canon to just constantly get blown up and put himself back together again. So I do think he gets a couple points for that. But at the end of the day, I think I've got to give it to Fennec Shan. She proved in her fight against Campaign that she's tough. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like if you can take on Campaign um, in you know such a successful way at times like she did in the episode of Bad Batch, uh, there's not many you can come up against, I think, and not not have the same level or more success. I think I just don't think IGA is in that same league. While yeah. he is, the, uh, you know, a a droid to be reckoned with. I think, you know, Cat Bane by himself is in a league of his own. So I think yeah, Fennec Shand is, is right up there. Yeah. With him. I'm happy to agree with that one. Happy to agree with that one. Okay, round seven. This one I think won't take us very long. We've got Boosh, which is the uh, the bounty hunter that Princess Leia steals the outfit from and ends up wearing in Return of the Jedi versus the notorious infamous Jango Fett. <laughs> Oh, no. I think oh, I think this one we could uh, we can decide this one in thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I mean Django's getting it. I mean, yeah. if this guy can't even take you know Leia on, then you know he's not winning against the Django yeah. Fairzy. Yeah, no chance, no chance. So we just go move swiftly onwards. Django Fairz taking that double hundred percent of us, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> An easy victory. An easy victory. Okay, round eight. We've got Ketsu Onyo, who is the sort of friend of. Sabine Wren from um, Rebels 
who appears in a couple episodes. Um, I'm trying to get my little description of Ketsuonya up in front of me. Yeah, so oh, she... I liked, I liked this girl. Say again? I liked this girl in uh, Rebels. She yeah, was sure. she, she was pretty badass in Rebels. Um, she works as a bounty hunter for Black Sun and then ended up helping out the Rebellion, basically. Um, but she is up against... <laughs> A character called Honor. <laughs> now, the reason I've put Honor on the list is in the comic series Vader Down, in which a group of bounty hunters are assembled to kill Vader, Honor is a Gamorian <laughs> bounty hunter. Gamorians, obviously, sort of the green pig like aliens in Return of the Jedi. Um, and I'm pretty sure Darth Vader just absolutely. <laughs> destroys this poor Gamorrean bounty hunter but I just had to include <laughs> Honor just for you know respect for being a Gamorrean who went up against Darth Vader <laughs> yeah I mean it's a valiant effort isn't it and you've got to give a credit for at least attempting it um, <laughs> you know respect for that I, I, you know I wouldn't do it so fair play to her but <laughs> it sounds like she was absolutely um, <laughs> destroyed yeah. Vader himself. I think a pretty uh, I think a pretty useless bounty hunter, if I'm being honest. I think Ketsuonio probably takes this one. Yeah, I'm literally just reading on Wikipedia like how Vader kills her. He's like he cuts her arms off. <laughs> she charges at him. Vader oh no, this is her friend. So Vader cuts her friend's arms off. Honor charges at Vader. Vader chokes her friend. Uh and then she kills them both. So oh. Sweet. Yeah, I think he has like four bounty hunters on him at once and basically kills them all, including this poor little Gamorrean. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, That's a bit, put a bit of respect on the name, but at the end of the day, I think I think the good the good Ketsu Onyo probably takes this one. She's um, yeah. she's pretty tough and a man and a Mandalorian at the end of the day. So it's just built in there. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that to be fair, like a Mandalorian, you know, and... When she was first introduced in the episode of Rebels, I'm pretty sure she had the upper hand for like a good, the beginning of the episode. Like, mm-hmm. what they were after, they were after something, weren't they? The episode when she was introduced. And yeah, it's been a she, while since I've watched it. Yeah, she had um, she had the upper hand for quite a while I think, mm-hmm. until she was tempted to join the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to give that one to Ketsuonyo. Uh-huh. Okay, round nine. Aura Singh, the the notorious bounty hunter, Aura Singh from the Clone Wars era versus Sarah Pass. Now, <laughs> if you cast your mind back to Sarah Pass, um, Sarah Pass appeared in, again, the Bounty Hunters episodes where they defended the farm. And Sarah Pass was at first <laughs> a mech-looking thing until you realised that inside um, the mech was this tiny little sorry um, Bounty Hunter called Sarah Pass. Um, but you know, he kept his size a secret by just wearing this armor. Um, I think this is a little in, bit of an interesting one to discuss. I want to, I want to hear your thoughts here, John. This is a tough one because actually that armor that uh, Serapas had on, uh, you know, he was, was quite impressive in that episode. You know, he's, he's quite a towering figure in his armor. Uh, but then again, you got Ara Singh, who's like, you know, she was in, she was in the same leagues as like, you know. Uh, boss and like she trained Boba Fett. Yeah, she trained Boba. Yeah, so uh, this is a tough one actually. I, I quite like that Sarah Pass. Yeah, he was, he was quite cool in that episode. I think it would be a tough fight for us. Sing. I do think it would be a tough fight, and you know, we know from Solo that Aura Singh met her end 
when she she ran into Beckett. Um, so, you know, she's killable, clearly, because Beckett did it. I think it's a tough fight. I think that the mech suit might cause her quite a lot of issues. But I don't know. Personally, I think she'd win out just from, you know, her experience as a bounty hunter. Yeah. I feel like uh, Sarah Pass as well, you know, he's put too much into that mech. I mean, we've already seen him, you know, it can be, it can be beaten. Um, and I think once that, once that mech's gone, he's, you know, he's got nothing left. He's just a poor little shriveled boy <laughs> in his little mech. And I, I can see or saying, you know, pulling out some little tactic or something to get that mech, get that mech broken down or like destroyed. And then yeah. what's he got? Nothing. I think she'd take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to give that to Aura Singh. Yep. Oh my God. The next one is, oh, this is rough. Round 10. We've got the famous notorious Bosk, the Trandoshan beast himself versus Uh Zuckus, the infamous Zuckus. And I'm just trying to remember what his species is. He's a, a Gand Finsman. Um, so I mean, Zuckus has appeared quite a bit recently. Um, and Zuckus, they're like, he's an insectoid, obviously. He was in, again, in the original Imperial uh, Empire Strikes Back Bounty Hunters lineup. Him and Forlom are basically a team. But the thing that, that Zuckus has, because he's a Gand, is he has like this sort of weird, like, foresight where they can um, sort of like almost see the future. Um, which makes him quite tricky to deal with. However, if anyone knows anything about me, I am a big, big Bosk fan. Bosk is the boy. I love Bosk. He's a ruthless bastard. And as much as I really do like Zuckus at the moment, I can't, I can't in my right mind say that he's 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 going to beat Bosk because Bosk is Bosk. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, didn't isn't it? Zuckus at Boba Fett goes up against in the first issue of Four Bounty Hunters. Yeah, Forlom and Zuckus. He, yeah. he deals with them both. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I mean, this is tough. But then I feel like, you know, if two, if two, two of you go up against Boba Fett and one of you's got foresight and foresight and you, you lose, no, I don't think you're going to be beating Bosk. I mean, Simmons, you know, Boba Fett, there's a few Bounty Hunters that Boba Fett, you know, got his skills and abilities from and Bosk is one of them you know yeah. raising so I think I think Bosk would, would win out because Bosk is like you know a ruthless a ruthless bounty hunter I mean mm-hmm. I don't know he'd probably whip out that I don't know what he'd do to beat the suckers but I think it would he'd be he'd use the gas he'd use yeah, the gas, use the gas <laughs> or it'd be some sort of it'd be pretty nasty I'm pretty sure although I think see the, the thing about suckers is their species is like used to like breathing it like their their atmosphere back at home is like really toxic so like Zuckus wears a mask anywhere but his like home world but his home world doesn't have to wear the mask because it's like really toxic air which is what they meant to breathe um ammonia that's it and they don't like um oxygen rich atmospheres there you go there's your facts there so I think perhaps Bosk's deoxys gas might not do the damage to Zuckus that he'd want it to do I still think in hand-to-hand combat, Bosk is murking him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you've got a whole race of uh, beings who basically their goal is to go out and hunt and stuff. And when you're like, the most famous one of them, 
yeah. you know, you're you're forced to be reckoned with. So a tough fight, but I think in the end I'm gonna give it to Boss. Yeah, an honorable mention for Zuckus, but at the end of the day, he's meeting his end to the great Bosque. Okay, round eleven. See, I think we're gonna to need to decide how we judge this one. So we have Rako Hardeen, who is the bounty hunter that Obi-Wan Kenobi goes on to impersonate. He was a sort of a sniper marksman that bought her there. Obi-Wan goes on to impersonate during the box. Now we are not judging this as if Obi-Wan is him because he would just win. <laughs> this is him pre-Obi-Wan taking his identity. Um, and he is up against a character called Tam Posler. Now Tam Posler appears in Solo in the background um, and then they decided to give him a bit more of a showing in the comics and he was he was in the the Dr. Afra comics for quite a while um he's a Mil- Milvanian um from the planet Milvane there you go um he was basically like a a lawman basically like a like a um marshal or whatever and then he um, also became a bounty hunter when he left his own jurisdiction. Now, in in the Doctor Afro comics, I remember him being pretty tough, and I remember him having a lot of scraps, and him being a pretty um, what's the word, a reputable bounty hunter. Um, so, if I'm looking at this, and uh, you know, these are these are two fairly obscure characters here, and I'm looking at someone who failed to assassinate Obi-Wan because it was a setup and someone who I've, I've read in the comics um, has done a lot. I, I, th- I think he even kidnapped Harris and Dula. I'm pretty sure he like kidnapped Harris and Dula at one point in the comics to use her as bait. Um, I'm going to go, I'm, 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 give me your thoughts, John, but I'm tempted to give this Tam Poslo the dub here, to be honest. No, I, I was thinking the same thing to be honest. Not that I know much about Tam Fosler, but from what I do know about Hardeen, it just seems like a bit of a shit bounty hunter. But not only, you know, does it's like, okay, he went on his mission, he killed, seemingly killed everyone, Kenobi, fine. But then what he went to do was like, he went to a bar, celebrate afterwards, and then just gets captured like so easily by two Jedi. It's like, how, how, like, you know, you don't see that happening to Boba Fett. You know, Boba Fett doesn't go to meet the people that hired him and, like, runs into two Jedi. You know, you, you just go out of the area beforehand. You don't just go straight away to meet your, meet your buyer or your, your salesman when you're a bounty hunter. Because, you know, one, they might just want to kill you there and then, so you've got to scope out your surroundings in the first place. And two, you know, Jedi. I mean, what's, how do you even, as a Jedi, like, hire an assassin? You know, one of the most instantly recognisable people in the galaxy. You know, everyone can just, like, a good bounty hunter, like, let's just say Boba Fett, for example, would know someone's a Jedi as soon as they walk through the door. And this falls out here taking money off them. So <laughs> to be honest, not getting, not getting off, my after that passionate uh, defence by you, I think we have to give it to Tam Bosler because that <laughs> rack of Hardeen's clearly a bit thick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, your point was well debated there, and I agree. <laughs> and the two people he met to get his money was Mace Windu and Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> two of the most famous Jedi in the galaxy. <laughs> and no one's noticed that they've walked into this bar and told him, or he hasn't noticed himself. Oh, no, I'm not having this. <laughs> Useless. Yeah, I agree completely. 
Now the next one we've got round twelve. Oh, what a matchup this is! We've got Cad Bane, arguably one of the greatest bounty hunters to ever live, <laughs> versus size snoodles. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone doesn't know who Size Noodles is, Size Noodles is the weird singer from the Max Rebo band with the very long lips who sings Jedi Rocks in Return of the Jedi, but is also a bounty hunter who appeared in the Clone Wars and snogged Zero the Hut. <laughs> and then killed him, I think, if, if yeah, memory I think serves me correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Cat Bane's in that episode as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, we can have as much of a fun discussion as we want here. Cat, realistically, Cad Bane's winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, she's got a cracking voice. Don't get me wrong. She's very entertaining. Uh, and fair play to killing uh, a hut. Uh, yeah. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, Although maybe I play devil's advocate. Maybe she uses her beautiful singing voice to such an extent that she seduces Cad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> so he lets his guard down and then she just shivs him. <laughs> oh, just, uh, oh I now. And that scene in like when she's like singing in the film, and then like he just shows up and just captivated by a performance, and he just gets like blasted to the face mid-song. <laughs> oh god, I'm 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 sad that uh, Sice Noodles had to be seeded up against Cad Bane here because I feel like a lot of the other bounty hunters, I'd probably give her the edge just because. <laughs> Just because I yeah. reckon she could manipulate a lot of people into uh, into losing, I think she uh, presents herself as a kind face. But really, the the wicked size snootles is a is a, a, a cold blooded killer. But I just don't think yeah. she's being Cad Bane. I mean, she did. She, I think she played everyone on that episode. I think it was like a. <laughs> it was almost like a halfway through, three quarters of the way through, like revealed that she was like out to kill him. Yeah. It? No, yeah, she, I think it was, she played a card pretty close to the chest. Yeah, it was like Zero's nephew had like hired her to do it to like trick him into like this full sense of security. <laughs> no, I mean I respect the hustle, and yeah. yeah, I agree. Any lesser bounty hunter, I think, yeah, I'll probably give her the edge as well. But mm-hmm. I could make an argument for her, but not against Catbane. Not against Catbane, <laughs> it'd be blasphemy to do that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. Right. Okay. Next one we have. We're nearly through the first round now. Um, we have Zam Wessel versus IG-11. So obviously Zam Wessel is the shape-shifting alien bounty hunter from the beginning of Attack of the Clones that Obi-Wan and Anakin chases after through Coruscant. And IG-11 is the IG assassin droid from The Mandalorian, voiced by Taika Waititi. What are you thinking here? Um. Well, I'm just going to go out and say it. I think Sam Wessel is one of the worst bounty hunters in the galaxy. I mean, <laughs> what on earth? Like, it's, I know there's a meme. It's like, you know, Dooku hires Jango Fett. Jango Fett hires Sam. Sam then hires a fucking droid, and the droid sends in two bloody slugs to kill Padme. It's like, is this game of dominoes ever going to end? But, you know, you I just don't understand how you cannot lose two people like uh, Sam as a shapeshifter in the middle of the most densely populated planet in the galaxy. You're a shapeshifter and you still get caught. Like, what is that about? You could literally change into one person in that and then turn the corner and change to a different person. 
Well, you want him, Anakin, I'll find any there. But no, she tries to kill him in a bar. Tries to shoot him in the back against a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty pretty useless, to be honest. She could have been off that planet by the time it would have taken <laughs> Obi-Wan to finish his drink. And she's faffing about trying to shoot him. But no. I think <laughs> unless there's some, you know, other material in canon that I'm yet to read, which proves that Zam is like secretly an absolute badass. I just don't see any way that she's beating IG-11, you know, with that the full body rotations, shooting, you know, a hundred Nictos in about 30 seconds. I just don't, I don't see it happening, I'm afraid. Mm, yeah, especially after that performance on IG-11, mm. season one of um, episode one of Amanda. Like, yeah, exactly. Man's badass and she's utterly useless. I think we should, uh, I think we should give that one to IG-11. Oh, of course. The next one I think is going to be a very easy one. So we have uh, Darone, who is the big octopus-looking uh, <laughs> bounty hunter from the box episode of the Clone Wars. And I believe um, he survived the box. He's one of the bounty hunters. He survived the box. Um, big octopus, mushroom on his head, survived the box, pretty tough and he is going up against here we go the baddest the nastiest the most ruthless bounty hunter in the whole galaxy Toro Calacan from the Mandalorian episode 5 the gunslinger the absolutely useless whiny bitch of a bounty hunter from that Tatooine episode he was terrible wasn't he he's useless he's absolutely useless I mean, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. It. Darone is eating this guy for dinner ten times over. Toro Calacan was useless. <laughs> yeah, Darone's a boy. I mean, one he's got a mushroom on his head. You know, he's got three eyes. And this one eyes, so like a stupid amount of eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he can hold multiple blasters at a time. Survive the box, and yeah, he's going up against this fool who. Try to sneak Grogu out of Mando's in front of Mando and died to died as punishment, as he as he so deserves. Yeah, I think he was all he was all you know. He he to me, give those vibes of like you know, there's like rich boys who think they're good at everything, but it's only uh-huh. because they've only faced like other rich boys. <laughs> yeah, 100%. to me, he's like got that entitled rich boy, and he's getting murked by our boy Darone. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean. Calican did shoot Shanda. Thanks, Shanda. Yeah, but didn't he only shoot her because Boba had, uh, Boba uh, Din had her distracted? Yeah, and she was also in handcuffs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, we're moving on. We're moving we're on. Just, just shot <laughs> we're not breathing. We're not giving any air to this guy. No chance. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, penultimate one. We've got. Um, oh, this is going to be quick as well. Bazim Natal, who is the the bounty hunter from the Force Awakens, who is in Mascanada's palace, and she snitches to the First Order. She's wearing like the sort of black and white printed um, outfit. Are you getting a picture in your head? Uh, kind of, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because she's facing Boba Fett. So, <laughs> oh, never mind. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Uh, the final one is uh, Bylot Valance, who is a big bounty hunter in the comics. Um, he is a he's a human. However, he's been like massively modified 
um, to the point he's now like a cyborg. Um, he's got sort of like a half metal face. It sort of looks like the Terminator. He um, he was in the Imperial Academy with Han Solo. Um, he got blown up and then the Empire replaced a lot of his limbs with sort of cybernetics. And now he's a, he's a, t- he's a tough piece of work, to be honest. And then he's up against Castus, who Castus is the um, Clatuinian bounty hunter who uh, worked alongside Orasing, Bosk, Boba Fett, and that crew during the Clone Wars. Um, if you think back to those episodes, you know when Boba was trying to kill Mace, he was the big sort of dog-looking fella um, who oh, yeah. Orasing went on to kill quite easily. Uh, poor fella. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give my personal opinion here. I think Valance is actually really tough. Like he he's gone head to head with a lot of significant fellas in um in canon. He 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 went toe to toe with Vader and obviously lost, but he came out alive. Um, so that helps. Um and he's been toe to toe with quite a lot of Boba as well. And like Boba normally wins, but he comes out of it alive. I think he's a pretty respectable bounty hunter, to be honest. I think, you know, Castus is big and tough, but I, I'm giving this one to Valance in my eyes. Yeah, I think I've only seen Valance in, like, one or two comics, maybe. I think it might have been a Vader comic. Um, but, he, yeah, I mean, it, he does strike me look like the Terminator. And, yeah, Castus is pretty useless. I'm pretty sure on the episode of Clone Wars, isn't he? Just like really annoying for most of it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he was just yeah, the pain in the backside, really. Yeah, I mean, not exactly the the star line, the star of the lineup on that episode. So, yeah, <laughs> no, really. out out the door for this one. Yeah. I'm give it to Balance. Right. Okay. So now we're going back through. We've got. We've now we've lost sixteen. We're now down to the final sixteen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. The next. This is a. This is where the lineups get a little bit more tricky to judge. So now we have Din Djarin versus Embo. Oh, that's tough. Ah, that's a real, that's a tough one. I think I know where I'm leaning. Where, where are you leaning, John? Uh, I think I'm going Din. Yeah. I don't want to say it because Embo is one of my boys. I love yeah. Embo. But yeah, I Din think it's a badass. I think it would be one of Din's tougher fights, to be fair. I think he'd, it would be a tough fight. He'd have to really pull out all the skills that he's got in his arsenal to win it but I do ultimately think he's winning this fight yeah I'm just thinking off the top of my head like some of those I know it was only against um, Grand Moff Gideon Gideon thank you it's only against Gideon which you know it's not Gideon wasn't the most impressive fighter but you know Gideon like Darksaber Mando Mm. had a a best class feel given that but some of the moves he was putting out in that fight were unbelievable yeah, so uh, I think I have to get the Din. And Din oh. did literally fly straight into a crate dragon's mouth to blow it up. <laughs> like this, yeah, there's nothing that man won't do to to to, to get a dub. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a good point. Actually, that was pretty badass. However, if that's if it's a snowboarding competition, Embo would win. <laughs> yeah, hands down, Embo got that on the back. <laughs> so as much as we love Embo. He is. This is him getting knocked out of the tournament right now to, <laughs> to the great Dinjarin. And the next, the next lineup we have is Sugi versus Forlom. I think this is an interesting one. Again, I'm leaning to where I think the the victory is. Personally, I think it's Forlom, just because droids are tough, 
and he's a particularly yeah. tough droid. And as, as strong as I think Sugi is, I think she'd struggle against Forlom. I don't know what you're thinking. No, I think I have to agree. Uh, Forlom is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, uh, any more debate needs to be had there? Or should we just move swiftly on? No, I think we've, I think we've settled that quite quickly. Oh, this is what we're talking about. Dengar versus Fennec Shand. Oh, oh boy. That's a, that's a war of a bounty hunters right there. That is a good one. Oh, I am, maybe surprisingly, leaning towards Fennec Shand on this one. So am I. So am I. Class. I, that, I think she, I think from what we've even seen so far, she is like up there with the bounty yeah. hunters, like top, top league. And we haven't even finished seeing what she's got left yet. Yeah. And if if I'm imagining a fight between Cad Bane and Dengar, Dengar's getting whooped and she oh. went toe to toe with Cad Bane. So I, I feel like she's got this. I don't think there's any dirty trick in the bag that Dengar's going to use, which is going to get him to beat Fennec Shand. No, I think Fennec Shand's got this one in the yeah. bag, to be honest. Huge. Good on Fennec Shand. Yeah. Right. Who have we got next? We've got <laughs> Django Fett versus Ketsu Onyo. <laughs> Oh. Um, two Mandalorians, you know, fighting each other. Um, but we've got the 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 baddest, the baddest, nastiest Mandalorian in the galaxy versus probably quite a kind and friendly one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got arguments for um for Matt for Django for Bet, but I'm going to save them for later on because I think I'm going to have to pull them out of the bag later on. Oh, so. I'm I'm seeing some of the possible lineups, and I think you're going to need to pull some big arguments out of the bag. So. Yeah, so I'm going to save them. I think, you know, I think we all know Django first yeah. gets one in the bag. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, the next one we've got is um, Aura Singh versus Bosk. Oh. Oh, a good fight. Um, I'll let you go first, because I'm definitely biased in this one, but I'll let you go first. I think, I think it, to be honest, it'd be a very close fight. The only, the first thought I had to sway it either way, I think, especially in the episode, some of the episodes of the Clone Wars, Aura Singh looks like she's, you know, she's still a ruthless bounty hunter, but I reckon there's a bit of heart there to her, while Bosk is yeah. ruthless. And Bosk, you know, I really like, you know, they might have a, I can just picture it, like they might have a scrap about like a bounty or something. And Aura Singh might be like, all right, we'll just go at halves. Or something like we'll split the money and boss just kills him. So no, <laughs> that's that's how I'm picturing like that, that her end would be or something like that. I think I think Bosk is is far too. Yeah, I think he's too ruthless for. Her. Yeah, at this point, I've got to back my boy. At the end of the day, as you said, Bosk is completely ruthless. I think Aura Singh has a little bit of, as you said, a little bit of a heart. I think she's tough, but I think against a Trandoshan that's probably happy to tear her limbs off of her body. I think there's probably a reason why she's decided to be on his team in the Clone Wars and not against him. <laughs> mm, yeah, I understand. Right. The next round. Um, this is an mm, easy one, I guess. Uh, Tam Posler versus Cad Bane. Uh, as someone who's seen Tam Posler in the comics and knows a bit about him, Cad Bane's absolutely murking him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cad Bane is. Again, I think I've got some great arguments for, for Cad Bane. Um, so I'm going to save them for later. Yeah. But yeah, the campaign's got this in the back. Nice. Um, IG-11 versus Darone. <laughs> see, I like this fight. I actually would like to see this fight happen. 
an IG assassin droid versus a big octopus thing with a mushroom on its head. I mean, that would be a cool fight. <laughs> the Ryan have something to do with electricity. Yeah, it rings a bell, doesn't it? I feel like he, like some of his tentacles are like electric or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And I found it here. Darone, also known as the Exterminator, because of the intense electric fields his body produces. Oh, that swung it. That swung my opinion. Though. Yeah, I'm thinking I might have to be giving that to Darone. I mean, electricity to versus give, a droid. Yeah. Yeah, all we have to do is give RG11 a little high five, and the man's down. Yeah. Damn. That's just spun my whole thinking there. Because <laughs> I was going to say that's a tough fight for IG-11, you know, these tentacles grabbing onto him and, you know, stopping him from moving about. But now you've said the electricity thing, that's a... I think Darone's got that, you know? Yeah, I think Darone's got that in the back. Yeah. And he, he's a tough guy. He, he survived the box alongside the likes of Cad Bane and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's do it. Sorry, IG-11, we love you. Sorry, Taika, but... Your weakness is probably getting short-circuited. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then the final one of this round, um, Boba Fett versus Bylert Valance. Now, I can speak a little bit on this one. So they have fought a few times. Every time it's quite close, but Boba usually wins because he's Boba. But the, the thing that Bylert Valance has going against him is he has... Similar to what you were saying, Borsing, he has quite a big heart. He 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 appeals. He tries to be this sort of ruthless bounty hunter. He's like half robot, but he's actually cares about people. Um, he's he's quite particularly caring about Han Solo because um, Han Solo saved his life back in the day. He gets involved with a lot of stuff because there's a kid involved and he wants to save the kid. I think Valance has a heart, and I think Boba Fett could probably use that to his advantage to manipulate him. And I think even though they like to fight a lot and there's usually not a clear winner, it basically is Boba Fett. So that would be my informed opinion on the thing, would be Boba Fett takes that W. Yeah, I feel that's a fair, that seems like a fair analysis. I mean, I was just going to give it to Boba Fett. <laughs> it's Boba, um, it Boba, is Boba Fett, Fett you know, yeah. It's hard to argue against that answer, really. <laughs> well, my only argument would be that uh, Bylot Valance might hit the back of his jetpack on top of a Sarlacc pit and watch him go <laughs> flying <laughs> into But, you know, in 10 years, he'll come back and then he'll get his revenge. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't, exactly. Can't keep him down. Right. Quarterfinal time. Are you ready? This is where it That's gets okay. intense, I think. Yeah, it's getting spicy. So we've got Forlotm versus Dinjarin. Oh. Mm. I'm going to go with Din Djarin on that one. Yeah, that's where my gut tells me to go. I think he's dealt with quite a few droids. Because the yeah. thing that comes to my mind here is Din versus the Dark Trooper. Yep. And to me, that Dark Trooper is probably tougher than Forlom. Yep. So because of that, I'm giving it to Din, surely. Yeah, especially now he's got the dark saber. Yeah, even even definitely. if it's just him with the best gas spear, I think he'd, yeah. he'd have it. Um, and he, he's a, he's a dad. He's got something to fight for. <clears throat> what does Forlom have to fight for? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. You know, oh God, this is a rough one. <laughs> oh baby, Fennec Shand versus Django Fett. Oh, oh. jeez. That is tough. That is tough. Why don't I mean, you give your arguments for Django Fett and then I'm going to give my arguments for Fennec Shand. Okay. 
Well, I'm just gonna go straight in for the big guns for the, the Django Fett argument. And it's like, you know, the you have to pick setup. You've got Palpatine, you've got Kaldooku, and they're like, all right, we want to make an army capable of killing Jedi when the time is right. And we need a we need one person to choose to then clone and make millions of. And who's the one person they go to? Django Fett. This man is so notorious across the entire galaxy that they choose him to be the face frontier, you know, the DNA structure of their entire army. So one, you know, not only fight against separatists, but then two, kill Jedi at the end of it. You know, there's not many people you go, you you feel like you could trust with the DNA of, of for that. You know, if he's, if he's got if count if he. Got count if you got if he's got Count Dooku and Palpatine's vote, then he's got mine. Yeah, that's a pretty fair argument. My argument for Fennec would be that whilst Django's tough, whilst he was, as you said, rightly picked the DNA because he's that tough, I just can't help but think about how easily uh, Mace Windu chopped off his head. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I'm picturing the fight between these two. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Fennec, and she's she's used a crafty bit of work to disarm Django Fett, and he's stupidly gone and dived for his weapon on the floor like an idiot, <laughs> and yeah. he's dead. And then Fennec just just beheads him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a good again. That is a strong point. Yeah, um, but you have to remember, literally, not like ten minutes before this, a full-on Jedi. Master Knight, we'll say Knight because I can't remember what this guy's rank is. <laughs> Coleman Trevor, <laughs> Coleman Trevor pulls up, pulls out his lightsaber. And what does Django do? Just pulls out his blaster. One, two, three. See you later, mate. There was, gonna, no, I'm, I might get some. I might get some hate from some Coleman Coleman uh, Trevor sta- stands here. But can you really call him a Jedi? <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm sure he's, he's fair. He pulls your lightsaber and just gets shot by a bounty hunter. You know, <clears throat> is the Force really with you? <laughs> <laughs> No, he was destined to die, that man. <laughs> um, and then all Count Dooku does is just have a little, little behind him and just like a little nod. He's like, nice. I mean, <laughs> Do you know what? I'm willing to give you this one. However, I actually think this might be one of Jango Fett's toughest fights that he ever has. I think Fennec is pretty strong. I think she's smart. I think she's crafty. And I think she would definitely give him an absolute run for his money. But I think I'm willing oh, to yeah. accept that in the long run, I think Django's taken it. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's I feel like Fennec Shang has got so much to give in like the upcoming stories that she's going to be in. You know, like Book of Boba Fett, and I'm sure she'll be on other stuff as well. So maybe if we ever mm-hmm. do this again, like, I might change my mind. But yeah, we might uh, see yeah. more to to prove higher. Yeah, I've got high hopes for it to be honest. Oh, dearie me, Bosk versus Cad Bane. Oh, oh, this is a tough one. It is a tough one. I personally, I'm going to go with Cad Bane on this one. Oh, that's interesting because I personally go for Bosk. <laughs> that's, I just because I think Cad Bane as a character is literally like Dave Filoni sat down, or you know, whoever made him on Dave Filoni and Co. sat down. And was like, we are going to write the best bounty hunter ever. And he, 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 he just has to be, you know, like 
he's got the Western style style, you know, his music tone's got that Western twang to it. You know, he's got a little um, cocktail stick in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> he's just a ruined tooting man. And I just think there's nothing, there's nothing that he couldn't, he couldn't pull off against Bosch, to be honest. But do you know, do you know what for me gives Bosk the edge is, you know, I noticed a couple of weaknesses in, in Cad Bane's arsenal, um, you know, when he was fighting Cad Bane and even when he was trying to deal with Omega and then a few times in some of the other episodes of Clone Wars, I think he's, he's too sure of himself. You know, I think he, he, he can run into situations just like if I, if I take a few shots um, I'm going to hit the target and I'm going to, I'm going to win. But, you know, Bosk is a trend ocean. They've got thick, literally got thick skin. They're known for being able to, um, you know, regrow limbs and heal, heal themselves. I think that campaign could take a few shots at Bosk. Bosk could look at himself bleeding. His, 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 his hide starts to heal up, shrug it off, throw a deoxys gas at him. Campaign starts coughing. And then Bosk just uh, peppers in with grenades, rips his head off and uh, eats him for breakfast. So, you know, that's that's my argument for Bosk. I think Bosk is, oh, you know, you're giving Cad Bane the, um, like the cowboy, um, like the cowboy comparison. Bosk to me is literally the predator from, um, you know, from the predator films. He, he's stalking people through the jungle and tearing them limb from limb. So uh Yeah, I mean it's a good argument, but you have to you have to remember like what's Cap Bane got on his resume, you know, he's he's you know broke in and out of one of the most highly guarded prisons on Cross Coruscant. Mm, this is true. Stole a Jedi Holocron from the Jedi Temple again on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. You know, held his own at times against Obi-Wan and against Skywalker and captured a Sokotano. You know, these are things that are top of your C V list. Yeah, it's true. He's definitely smarter than Bosk. Yeah, I have to give I have to give him that. He's smarter than Bosk. Oh, this is a tough one. He's the man. Palpatine was like, all right, I need someone to steal all the holocron. Cad Bane's the man he went for. That was where he's, he put his money where his mouth was. For Cad Bane. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm blaspheming my guy Bosk like this, but we might have to give it to Cad Bane. Cad Bane's winning it, 100%. <laughs> Fine, Cad Bane wins. <laughs> okay, final one of the the quarterfinals. We have um, Boba Fett versus Darone. Oh boy, Darone, he's still in it, and now he's fighting Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, see, as much as I was, I'm, I'm proud of Darone for making it this far. You know, it's further than I thought off the top of my head that he was going to make it. I think he's done well for himself, and he should be very proud. But he's going up against Boba Fett, so the man is dead. But what if he electrocutes Boba Fett, breaks his jetpack, and then he flies into a Sarlacc pit and dies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good argument. Okay, but... if, if if Boba Fett and Darone are fighting near a Sarlacc pit, I think Darone takes it. If they're fighting anywhere else in the galaxy, I think Boba takes it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. But I think by law of averages, they're probably not going to be fighting near a Sarlacc pit, so we have to give it to Boba. Yeah, I think Bob has got this. Right. Okay, so we're down to our final four. And our final four are Dinjarin, Django Fett, Cad Bane, and Boba Fett. Jeez. And that's a lineup. 
Yeah. So who's Din up against? Django. Well, our first semi-final was Din Djarin versus Django Fett. Now, for me, I know where this is going in my head, and I'm not willing to lose this argument. Din Djarin would absolutely floor Boba Fett, uh, Django Fett. He would. He would destroy him. At this point, he's got the dark saber, and even if he doesn't have the dark saber, you know, bef- you know, when he was more bounty hunter and less sort of good guy, he's still taking him. He's got full Beskar armor, fresh Beskar, not not the sort of rusty Beskar that Django Fett's running about. And this is full fresh Beskar. Django's not landing any shots that aren't deflecting off of him. I think Din is a he's a tougher fighter. I think he's you know he's he's had to deal with more difficult enemies. Um, I, I bring back the Mace Windu uh, incident again, how easy it was for Mace just to, just to behead Django Fett. I think you give, you give Din the Darksaber and it's happening again. Um, I just think, you know, and I could imagine Django Fett, you know, threatening Grogu and being like, oh, I'm going to kill him. And then Din's like, no, you're not. Uh, you know, you don't mess with my boy and then just, just destroying him. I don't know what your thoughts are here, but, you know, me personally, I'm leaning Din Djarin on this one. I think I'm going to agree with you, to be honest. You made a very good argument. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think, especially when we bump into Mando, um, not Mando, Django Fett in, you know, Attack of the Clones, he seems like he's been chilling for a while. You know, he seems like he's, he may have reached retirement that's why he's pretty he's pretty calm and collected you know he's not doesn't seem to be in his prime anymore I mean he spent like what like 10 years on Camino mm-hmm. doing not much yeah living off living off his fat paycheck and he was so lazy he couldn't be bothered to kill Padme himself so he got Zam Wessel to do it you know you can see Din Djarin uh, what's the word um, you know delegating jobs to people you wouldn't see that but you know see Django Fett doing that because he's lazy he's lost his way Din's taking him <laughs> that's true I mean and he even hired someone who couldn't be bothered to do it themselves so he's you know he's, he's, <laughs> his hiring process isn't great either yeah exactly so I agree with you yeah Din's got this one come on Din Djarin let's go he's just beat Django Fett oh here we go this is by no I promise this is by absolutely no design I, d- d- I did not intend this to happen. This is a completely randomly generated bracket that we've been given a semi-final of Cad Bane versus Boba Fett. Oh, the, the notorious fight that we've been waiting to see in official live, in official animated or live action canon that we've never seen. There's been scripts of it. There's been discussions about it, but we've never seen it officially in canon. Cad Bane versus Boba Fett. I'll, I'll pass to you, John. What are you thinking? I am going to go with Boba Fett, to be honest. I think Boba Fett is is winning this fight. One, because, you know, man's got some tasty Beskar armor on, which saves him in the uh, scrap, uncanon, it's like non-canon scrap script that was out. You know, but Boba Fett does win that fight. Um, but yeah, I just think Bob has got that. Uh, I think as much as Cad Bane would put up a decent fight, and I think it, you know, they're both. I think Boba Fett would be walking out there bloody and and uh, probably on the inch of his life. I think he would just edge it out over Cad Bane uh, personally. I think he's got 
I think he's got more creativity with uh, his arsenal. I think I just I feel like he wants it more. I just think yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. he's, he lives and dies for it. Well, yeah, as you, I think as you said earlier, Campaign's a bit more sure of himself, cocky. Um, I think that might get the better of him over Boba Fett, who's a bit more yeah. you know, job needs doing, and I'm going to do it sort of by. Whilst I whilst I love Cad Bane, and I do think he's a one tough, and um, one 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 tough bastard. The thing that sells it for me is that Dave Filoni and George Lucas believed that Boba Fett could win against Cad Bane as a kid. And then if you look at him as a kid versus him in the Mandalorian when he is like just dominating stormtroopers like it's nobody's business. If you put that Boba Fett up against Cad Bane, I just can't see Cad Bane winning. No. So yeah. for me, I feel like we have to give it to Boba. Yeah, Boba Fett's winning this for me. So that leaves us with the grand final. The, <laughs> you know, I never thought that this would be the final, but it actually is. Din Djarin versus Boba Fett. <laughs> The, the the scene that we never saw happen because they came to a, a, a mutual agreement and friendship in in the TV show. So it's probably something that we will never see happen. Um, but the Dinjar and the Mandalorian versus Boba Fett, the also Mandalorian. Oh, that is a, uh, that's a tough one to judge. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Boba Fett. And the main turning point in my head for the reason for the answer is because in the season two of Mandalorian, when Boba Fett shows up, you know, he, he just shows up, you know, Mando's got, you know, he shows up with nothing. He's just there, open-armed, not quite open-armed, but, you know, it's just unarmed, just there, shows up and he's like, you know, you've got something I want, can I have it? You know, he doesn't even bother, like, trying to, take it off Mando you know he's just the man has could not care less that this notorious bounty hunter in front of him covered in full Beskar armour has his armour like he just doesn't care and he's like can I have it or I'm going to take it you know that that the sheer um, ah, the confidence of it I think even I think if they scrapped there and then Boba Fett was going to win that to get his armour back so for that I'm giving it to Boba Fett yeah, I mean, I think. See, I'd I'd almost be tempted to say if we if if we're judging this on like pure on screen feats, so what we've seen on screen, I would almost be tempted to say that Din Djarin wins. However, when you take into account everything in canon, so you know everything off off screen, but is official Star Wars canon, something in the comics, you look at Boba Fett in the comics, and he is ridiculously strong. Um, like in the third issue of War of the Bounty Hunters, he literally sets fire to Chewbacca. He he has like a one-on-one arena fight with like this ridiculous like spider-looking thing. He deals with he rips he um he blows Bosk's leg off. He kills Forlom and not kills Forlom and Zuckus, but fights Forlom and Zuckus at the exact same time and wins. Like he just murks his way through every single um, deals with Dengar quickly. He just Every bounty hunter who comes up against him in the comics, and I have, he's popped up in a few books, I think, and even when he, so, so to me, 
when you take everything in canon into consideration about how skilled Boba Fett is as a fighter, and then I watch him smashing Stormtroopers' heads in with a Tuscan gaffy stick, I think as strong as Din Djarin is, I think I feel like Boba. I feel like Boba would take it. Yeah, I think I have to agree here. Just yeah, the sure, the sheer brilliance. I think we've seen a bottom Boba Fett side from you know the stuff in the comics, and then on top of you know stuff in the comics you just mentioned, you got the fact that he was the bounty hunter that Vader went to to find out you know stuff about Luke Skywalker, like the most secretive, high important mission in Vader's life, to be honest. And he's chosen Boba Fett to go and do that because he mm-hmm. doesn't trust anyone else to get the job done. Yeah, um, I think that's you know top points for that. And I think, I think the, the the only thing you can use as ammunition against Boba Fett is how easily he ended up in the Sarlacc pit. And I think, I think George Lucas has even made comments since then saying, "Oh yeah, it's just sort of what we needed to work for the story." Like mm. realistically, I think that that is just the most unfortunate, unlucky thing that has ever happened to Boba Fett. <laughs> he probably spent the next five years kicking himself, being like, "How could you be so stupid to let that dumb smuggler blind?" smuggler <laughs> you know let that happen I think it's easy to use that as ammunition against him but oh, as much as I love Din I think I think Bobber's winning this grand final here yeah I have to agree um, to be honest when we started out on this list I was like cool I, I was, wasn't sure if Boba Fett was going to come out on top but I, had, I wasn't sure if he was like Boba Fett Cad Bane in the back of my head I was like oh maybe even I might find an argument for like Django Fett to get to the top of the list. But now that we're here and Boba Fett is at the top, I'm not very surprised. You know, it feels, it feels yeah, it feels right. It yeah, feels he right. is like the bounty hunter of Star Wars, you know, like yeah. one of the most iconic bounty what was the most iconic bounty hunter in Star Wars. I think he's the one that, you know, like George Lucas, Dave Flanning that want to have like at like the top of that pedestal of yeah. that role. So and I, I have a feeling after we've seen Book of Boba Fett this Christmas, I think like we'll probably be even more vindicated in our position of putting him at the top because yeah. it sounds like it's just going to be him murdering people for eight straight episodes. And if that's the case, then we've probably proved ourselves right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And I can't wait for that. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that was a, that was a fun debate and discussion there. Um, I think a few honourable mentions. I think Darone, as we said, Darone did pretty well. He he mm. got further in the tree than we thought he would. Yeah. Um, Fennec Shand, again, she was an honourable mention. She did pretty well. She got pretty far. Mm. Um, only lost out to Django Fett, which is, you know, no joke. Um, um, you know, Bosk, my boy Bosk got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want someone to write a Cad Bane versus Bosk fight so I can be proved correct in <laughs> my belief. Yeah, but I also I also completely see where you're coming from, and I think the Cad Bane realistically probably would win just because he's Filoni's boy. But you know, justice for Bosk. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was surprised how far some of the bounty hunters got up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good good discussion. And we had a few of them who just laughed straight off of the leaderboard straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a few in there to make it interesting. Just to make it interesting. Right? Brilliant. So we've been going for just over an hour. So it's probably a perfect time to wrap up. Um I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed talking about it. It's definitely been a fun War of the Bounty Hunters discussion. And um 
the the actual War of the Bounty Hunters comic event is coming to a close next month. So by the end of October, it will be sort of finished up. So at some point, maybe in November, I reckon we'll do a, a full episode dedicated to the actual comic series when we can talk about the story, what's happened, you know, what our thoughts on, on the whole thing was. Um, but we'll save that for when it's all over and done with and wrapped up um, to have that discussion. Hmm. No, yeah, that'd be good, actually. I'm looking forward to well, looking forward to reading this week's one when it arrives, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, uh, it's really, really good. It wraps up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you want us to do these sort of like, you know, tournament knockout brackets again, uh, do let us know. I mean, we could do this with Jedi. We could do this with um, sort of like different alien species, you know, pit Wookiees against Ewoks. I don't know. We, we could do this for a lot of other things. If, if you found this enjoyable, do let us know and we could potentially do this again. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. I mean, we could pay anyone against each other. I think a discussion on Ewoks versus Wookiees would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. Ewoks, nasty little things. They are, surprisingly. Surprisingly <laughs> nasty. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you're following us on all the social medias. We're on Instagram at Live from Vader's Castle. We're on TikTok at Live from Vader's Castle. We're on Twitter at Vader's Castle Pod. We're on YouTube at Life Invaders. Our YouTube channel is called Life Invaders Castle as well. I'm slowly working my way through uploading every single one of these podcast episodes onto YouTube with like chapters and stuff. So you can sort of like jump around what we're talking about in the episode. So if YouTube is more your thing when it comes to listening to podcasts, subscribe over there. Although you've just got all the way to the end of this episode. So it probably suggests that. <laughs> The podcasts are your more preferred method than YouTube, but oh well. And then follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. And um, we will be back next week with another episode. Yeah, looking forward to another interesting Star Wars themed discussion next week, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, so until then, uh, thanks for listening and see you next week. See you next week. Bye.